Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Spoiler alert! This podcast may contain what some people might consider to be a bit of California woo-woo. I do not apologize for it one bit. I just wanted to give you a heads up. Knowing where I am. In one of my writing groups, we always meditate before we write. I'm always happy to do this because it helps me get out of my mind, okay, ha-ha, and into my body. I let my body relax, let myself sink into the sofa, and feel the weight of my bottom pulling me down into my body. When I recognize what's happening, I'm able to sit back a little further, let my shoulders go down a notch or two, and let my feet find their right place. I breathe more deeply, let the tension flow out of my arms just a bit. There's no immediate awareness of entering a different state. Rather, it's kind of a moment-by-moment, muscle-by-muscle adjustment. I have a bit of a sensation of going to another plane, another place where my body is merely a vehicle to get me there. Then I'm aware of other forces around me, energies that are familiar, that feel like they are there specifically for me. Now, some might call this a form of prayer. I call this connecting with my guides. All that's needed for me to access this connection is quiet, outside and inside. Quiet allows me to shed any manner of distractions. After I relax and feel myself in a deeper place, I look around, figuratively, to see who's there. There's always a female angel in the upper left-hand corner of the picture of my mind, floating above the rest of the entities with a hand raised in salutation or blessing. Usually, there's a Messiah man as well, also on the left, and a Native American shaman, a very old woman covered in necklaces of beads and other treasures. These are the staples of my guidance collection. They are my first touchstones. I think I should also mention that none of my guides have a face. I identify them by their energy and body only. I don't find this distracting because I've learned not to rely on anything other than how I feel when they are there. Next, I venture to the back of this picture to see who or what has come to help me today. Sometimes it's a forest of ancient oak trees there for protection to let me know they have my back. They were present almost every day at the start of the pandemic, and also when I had cancer, but now they don't make as many appearances as they used to. Often, members of my family who gave me specific gifts when they were alive can show up as well. My Aunt Kitty appears on those days when I doubt myself and what I'm doing, reminding me that I am fine just as I am, and she will continue to back me up no matter what I do. That is more reassuring than I can tell you. Lately, and perhaps because it's almost the sixth anniversary of my daddy's death, he shows up. 
It could also be because football season is upon us, and we loved watching that together. But I prefer to think he's there as a reminder to stay true to myself and my values. He was a firm believer in people, no matter how many times they let him down. And I've never forgotten that. Occasionally, my mother Jewel makes an appearance, the perfect reminder of how necessary it is to have beauty in my life and that I can choose to bring it in any time I want. Sometimes there's a presence I don't recognize, some new entity. This invites me to get even more still, to listen with my soul and not my senses, because I don't have any guidelines to let me know what is being presented. I consider this to be a special gift, something I need that I don't recognize yet, something that needs my attention. I try to stay especially still when this happens because I can lose this gift so easily if I don't make myself available to receive it. I was reminded this morning that I can go into my meditation at any time, not just when I realize I might need some help. I think I used to do this almost every day at the start of the pandemic, but I notice I've let this practice slip through my fingers lately. I don't want to lose this opportunity to connect to my friendly guides, nor to myself. These guides remind me that I have so much to be grateful for, that I'm safe and sound, even if I am momentarily thrown off balance. They remind me to look around and appreciate everything that is right there in front of me. They nudge me to be kinder to myself and others. And often they have to remind me to enjoy myself in my life. I don't understand how easy it is to get distracted from the good things in life and all it offers. And I'm also amazed at how often I find myself in that bad neighborhood. My own neighborhood is where I want to be. Today it has morning bird song, sweet cats, fresh air, hot coffee, and a washer and dryer right in my house, fluffing up my sheets and towels. I'm reminded to take a moment to appreciate the good food and good books that stimulate my body and mind. My guides have trained me to always look a baby in the eye and to smile back gleefully if they grace me with a smile of their own. I'm a person that smells everything from food that might be bad in the fridge to flowers, and it is through this sense that I have an immediate connection to the physical world. I love the smell of a ripe peach. And I also appreciate old food letting me know it needs to go out. These were some of the gifts that my guides have given me. If all this sounds like it takes a lot of work or time, that's not at all the case. Settling into meditation can happen in the blink of an eye. Having done this a time or two, I know now how my body feels as it relaxes. I know my guides will take me to another place a place that resides deeper inside that doesn't get stimulated by outside smells or distractions. It's that place that steers me toward what I need, what feels right, even and sometimes especially when that way can seem odd. I consider my guides to be a reflection of my higher self, old friends that will never steer me wrong, that are intimately acquainted with my highest good. I get this guidance when I take time to quietly go inside and listen to what shows up. I need this guidance because even though I think I understand myself and know what I need, 
My guides have a deeper pool to draw from and look out for not only my daily needs, but those inner ones that beckon me towards grace in my life. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.